This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. For a total of $75 off, that's $25 off each of your first three boxes, go to greenchef.us slash PSP75. Welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. I'm Matt Kirshen. Hello there. Hey, Andy. Uh, just a quick reminder as well, mentioned this last week, but come and see me in New York doing the Daniel Sloss Presents shows at the Soho Playhouse on Thursday to Saturday. That is the 20th, 21st, and 22nd of June. Come and see that. I will be doing a long set. You get to see me talk for a while in New York. If you're in New York or anyone you know is in New York, send them that way. That's some prime New York time. Late, that some... late June, that's perfect, right? Is it? I mean, I feel like it's not going to be like the super shitty... Yeah, I guess it'll be a pleasant of... time to be in New York. There's about a there's about a three-day window when New York is vaguely pleasant, and I might just about land around that. Yeah, I think like summer in New York is almost worse than winter there. Like the, the worst parts of summer there. It's, uh, I did, that's, I did a month and a half through August last... Is it pretty unbearable? I, yeah, I guess you just kind of get used to it pretty quickly. New York does that to you. You're like, ah, I guess just everything smells of hot garbage now. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I can live with that. No, thanks. You know where I do like to spend my summers? Go on. Portland, Oregon, which what? is where our guest today hails from. That's right. <laughs> Nailed it. We're yes. slowly working our way through every Portland comic. Yeah, I guess everybody... Have you, is there anybody who moved down here we haven't had on yet? I don't know. Well... Brie until about three minutes yeah, ago. this is hey. true. That's the voice of Brie Pruitt. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Fellow uh, Curious Comedy Theater alum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, were you there from the inception, from yeah. the opening? Put down uh, laminate floors in that place. Oh, nice. Uh, have you gone back up there recently and done shows there? Not, uh, like, probably the holidays was the most recently. Um, I have a friend who owns a bar, so I get to do shows on the patio of his beautiful, like... In Portland? Yeah, it's oh. great. Um, so like that's my go-to show now, and then I'll just drop in and do guest sets at Kalium. Sweet, what a what a great life up what's there. The, what's the bar? If we can plug it, yeah, a... it's the Twenty First Avenue Bar and Grill. I haven't in uh, no- Northwest. In Northwest, it switched hands and and he redid it, and now it's like a karaoke bar and like oh, a, cool. you know they all ha- all have delicious food and yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, one of the things I miss most about Portland is just that every bar happens has to legally have, have legally have food and it's usually pretty good food yeah it's because it's competitive. Yeah. Except for out, not out here. No, nobody, because you get shamed for eating at night here. Yeah, you do get shamed for eating. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> like, what What if you just happen to be on a different schedule? Like, yeah. I you think you get shamed for eating at night in Oh, I had an There's app just not that was, a lot of... tracks your food intake. Oh, I don't like that app. If you, end, if you enter food in after 10 o'clock, it goes, are you joking or something no. like that? I'm like, fuck you, app. Fuck you. What? Rude. Well, I'm talking about there's not a, late, a lot of late night options here in L.A. Yeah. I feel like no, true. Are you allowed yeah. to tell that up that you're about to have seven pints and you need yeah, exactly <laughs> you need something to soak it up? Ugh. Yeah, uh, the only place that's why I love living here because Jones has a uh, late night food Excellent. around the corner. We're plugging it's a bit bar plug episode of probably hey. sites or stalkers. If you want to come murder me, you can usually find me late night at uh, Jones on Santa Monica. That's awesome. <laughs> have you been there before? No. Great late night pizza, the I've best very, spaghetti I've ever had. But a lot of black. I have not found the, my my LA spots. There's whole swaths of neighborhoods that I have not been to. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's still a lot of exploration that needs to happen. Where did you land again? Where are you living? I'm in Glendale. Glendale. Yeah, it's uh one of the only neighborhoods. It's an actual city, right? That's not actually part of LA. Right. 
It's part of L.A. County. But it's not. But it's not like, L.A. Or actually, we're not either. West Hollywood is a, is a city, but Hollywood's not. Glendale's a city. Burbank. But Burbank is not, I think. Or is it? We have moved to city chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is the most California. Yeah. But it's interesting because it has something to do with like water rights or something. The reason that Glendale is its own sovereign. Wow. In, in Britain, the difference radio. between a town and a city is whether or not you have a cathedral. True? Mm-hmm. No way. Wow. Yep. Is it- or at least that used to be. Now there's a couple of newly minted cities that don't have a cathedral. But yeah, that was the rule. Do you, is a cathedral just a building that you build a spire on? No, because you can have churches with a spire that aren't cathedrals. Oh, wait, as wait, I know I- from Auden's survey map logos, <laughs> symbols. Let's try to guess the definition of a cathedral. You, do you know it or not? I don't know if I do know the, the distinct... Wow, Sto- that's a good point. Stone instead but of wood? Is, uh, or a certain no. height. Maybe mm. I think it's an official ranking in the church, and whether you're ah. whether you have a bishop who's in charge of it rather than a vicar or a okay. priest, I this could is, be wrong. This has been cathedral chat. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's Cath what chat. that's what turns a town into a city in Britain. That's fascinating. Here Unlike it's... in America, where every place is a city. Technically, yeah, every every place you get is cities with about five thousand people that you drive through. Yes, you could be in unincorporated areas that have. You can live in a thing that's unincorporated. You can, but almost any gathering place. of almost any gathering of a certain size that has any kind of municipal buildings and stuff is a yeah. city in America. Whereas in Britain, it would be a town. It could be a town or a village. Or that's a America. It's just about branding, you know. Right. You just say it's a thing. It's just aspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We call ourselves a th- city. We think like a city, and, and we will be a city. And if you're not acting like a city, that's negative. It's right. Negative thinking, and you should grow up <laughs> yeah. if you want to be successful. Come on, Laughlin, Nevada, get your shit together and stop <laughs> being a census-designated place. <laughs> wow. I did stand up out there, and I was like, "Why is this not a city? It seems like a city. It's not a city." <laughs> Census designated place is that that sort of sounds like a robot trying to describe a town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that just means everybody there says they live in Laughlin and that's it. Uh huh. Yeah. 7,000 people all do that. And they got casinos and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like a tongue designated food. They've <laughs> <laughs> determined this to be food. They <laughs> will officially deem this food. How's your weekend going, Brie? It's uh, going pretty well. I've got a little bit of Kathleen Turner voice. Uh, That's very sexy. Yeah. I just told you before we started Bedroom recording. Voice. Um, but everything else is going great. I'm I'm working with uh, these guys who do a weekly show called Faded now, mm-hmm. and uh, that show was really great last night. Um, yeah, it was, it was really funny. Her friend Phil Schalberger from Portland, Oregon, being real weird. There's a Portlander who hasn't been on the show yet. Well, he's still in Portland as well. Yeah. Very funny. Yes, I'd say I. I would say probably science listeners, if you enjoy our show, would probably very much enjoy Phil. Absolutely, he Not- does a lot of weird stuff with PowerPoint and videos. And is PowerPoint science? Oh, that seems like it's, it's a technology. Technology, yeah, 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 yeah. Science, the science of power. He also had a lot of garbage props. I mean, it's wild. It's for everybody. <laughs> I always tell people this story. Like, I have a friend who brought her parents to see Phil. Never seen comedy before. Also, like, lived in. I don't know, some very rural place in Ohio, never saw any comedy before, and saw Phil was their first comedian ever. No. And it and they loved it. Really? And they don't stop talking about it. And so I think anyone, like but, someone... But that's also now going to ruin all other... Co- like, comedy that's what have. stand-up is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Completely. Lunatic who has edited himself into different cartoons. <laughs> They're going to see Kevin Hart, and then that's not stand-up. That's, I, yeah. yeah. I, I know stand-up. It's Phil Where's Schultz. his interactive videos? <laughs> yeah. What, it, when does the audience throw apples at him? 
I feel like that did happen yesterday. That did happen. Did it? Well, it was garbage last night, but I've seen a sketch of Phil's where he had apples because I used to live in a place that had a lot of apple trees and he came by for surplus apples, for prop apples because they weren't oh, good for eating. Them's good throwing apples. Yeah, they're good throwing apples. You don't want to eat them. We, we used to have, I used to live in a place with good throwing oranges. Inedible oranges in the backyard. Nice yard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who knew that was a thing? Yeah, I don't know I how know that... you sometimes get apples that aren't great to eat, but... Who knew you could also get oranges that are just disgusting? Yeah, I forgot if we ever figured out how that happens, if that's a thing that someone just fucks up in the course of planting a tree, or if the tree just goes bad at a certain point. Or, or if it's climate, there's just not enough heat. Or if it's a particular yeah. strain, but yeah, they were like but there was one sour tree was, and bitter at the same time. <laughs> there were three different orange trees, two of which were edible and different from each other, and then the third one was just like... This is in California? This was uh, where I used to live for the first five years I was here up in uh, Valley Village, yeah. The, yeah. the garden was planted by a, a trickster. Right. <laughs> I shall put three trees. <laughs> well, there's the farmer's almanac. You know which stuff. There are certain days you're supposed to plant on. Maybe you plant it on the new moon oh, or something, you know? angered the soil gods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should... That's a neat little link, because we normally like to ask our guests, what is your intre- background in science? <laughs> Which <this> is- shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It is true that I am, um, I'm, I think I should create a spinoff, probably pseudoscience podcast, <laughs> nice. because I, I, I am uh, pretty into the invisible world, and I am into faith-based stuff. Um, astrology. The invisible world? Yeah. I've never heard someone refer to anything as that. Oh, is well, that a term people use? That a- that's the term I use. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith-based stuff, you know, spirituality, stuff like that. It's invisible, you know, and it's not trackable. So, yeah, I use the word energy a lot. Uh, but energy is science. Energy is a real thing, mm-hmm. I think. It's But it's sort of like quantum. It's like it can be used to mean a lot of different... It can be used to... It can be ascribed to a lot of different things energy, that might not be... toxins. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's to- a, those are, dangerous. Those are very dangerous. Yeah. I, I Here's agree. Here's the thing. I don't... Toxins, you're getting more into sort of specifics, but... I don't mind people using words like energy and vibration, anything like that, as long as they don't then try to claim that they're being scientific with it. Sure. Because I've, I've had people, we've I had this rant on the show before, but uh-huh. I, but ha- talking to someone who was like, you know, we, we, we all have energy, uh, blah, 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 and, and then Einstein says equals MC squared, so energy is no. messed up. Like, whoa, hang you on a second. You can't cross the streams. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't put your wavy hand yeah. version of the word energy into science's equations because they have very specific meanings. Well, in those. The, the problem, you know, there was, a, there was a time when science felt very threatened by religion, spirituality. Yeah. And I think that, you know, um, I think um, it's OK to separate them yeah. because they have been separated for all this time. And, you know, I think a lot of witches have chips on their shoulder about that. And a lot of scientists have it. And. You know, I just try to, you know, yeah, not there are sciencey things that interest me and there are woo-woo things that interest me and I, I, I keep them apart. Do you yeah. literally have friends who are witches or are you a witch? I and feel do you have witchy. to tell us that if we ask you? I, <laughs> <laughs> Is that like being undercover? I'm also a cop yeah. and a prostitute. Um, no, I'm, I am I think of myself as witchy. Yeah, I have crystals in my bra currently. You um, do? I do, yeah. No, you don't. I do. You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious. Oh, that's a crystal. Yeah, two. They're, they're at least rounded, right? They've been through a tumbler. So like one has angular. and one is not. One, one is, is just like rough against yeah, it's your... it's exfoliating. It's not going to handle it. It's a sunstone. This, I thought, did, did this start when you moved to LA or were you... No, I was, always, I was always deep witch. Yeah, tarot cards, the is, whole deal. I didn't know about the crystals and bras until pretty recently. Um, they just want you to keep them on you. That's okay. the idea. That's the vibrating energy field they provide uh-huh. as safety um so yeah they're, they're just in my bra do you 
we don't have to get into your love no, life I love. If, if you don't want to, but like, do you, is it a surprise to a partner or is it a thing you prepare them for? He was, he was down. Yeah. My partner, um, my partner is into it. He's like a meditator. He's, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. but he, he got, he, he's, he picks up some stuff, puts down other stuff. You I, know? I, I mean, specifically that is, is there a moment where you say, by the way, there are crystals in my bra. Oh, is what I mean. you were about to take off crystals <laughs> yeah. and there will be rocks on the floor. Um, no, that has not come up. It never, it just no. happens and then it's fine. I can sneak them out. Oh, you know, okay, I'm, okay. I keep my phone and stuff in there too. It's That's like, an excellent yeah. point. Your phone doesn't yeah. hit the ground. Yeah. 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 But yeah, pseudoscience, um, into it. Yeah, I do. I, I do run a show in LA. That's like a witchy show, tarot cards and cannabis and I stuff. I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. monthly coming out. What's it called? High Priestess. Awesome. Cannabis tarot cards. Right. Um, we also, um, yeah, it's, it's mostly women comics. So I, yeah, I'm okay. not booking a lot of people, but. And you do a tarot, tarot reading after We have a tarot or? card reader who has a tent and she like does tarot card readings after the show. And then we do, sometimes we do a little chanting, um, the next, uh, and we t- usually do it on a full moon. The next show is on uh, oh, summer solstice. Sweet, the twenty first of June. So that's, that's, a, that's a special time for witches, right? Solstices. Yeah, it's just like sun worship. Yeah. You know, it's the sunniest part. I mean, it's a special time for all of us in the summertime. We're it's all the longest day of the year worshiping yeah. the sun and and enjoying it and going to the beach and stuff. So that's just the vibe. It's really more human than I think people would think, right? Well, yeah, I don't think I didn't think you were casting spells on mm, people. But, well, maybe, yeah, we you, sure are. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the science but of it's spell very, casting. It's very human. A- it's mostly psychology. I think, okay, tarot is Jungian, right? It's, it's Jungian I don't even know archetypes. what would make something Jungian exactly. Um, Carl Jung was uh, Freud's disciple. Disciple, I don't know if that's the right word. But he's into archetypes. So you see a tarot card, and it'll be like a fool or an old man or a, um, a magician. And we have associations. Trump, you know? Trump, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what tarot is. It's it's sciencey. There's probably I have I've always had a, a lot of science people around me, so uh-huh. I've always had ways to explain my stuff. Well, to them. a lot of fortune telling and that is is cold reading and is essentially a counseling session. Absolutely, cold reading and hot reading, depending on how what, what they know about the person. But it is just interacting. Hot reading is when you sneakily find that things out. Yeah, hot, hot reading. I can't remember if it's hot or warm. I can't remember what the correct term is, but that's yeah when you actually do know something about the person in advance and you're using that. Cold reading is purely asking open-ended questions and making open and making ambiguous statements and then letting the person's reaction guide you to give the illusion of right. I, I use tarot card readings for my own self, so I don't really ask other people to right. fortune tell me. But it's like, I, I know what I'm looking to know, and I probably have the information inside of me. And so the cards kind of jar that. Right, so kind of like that thing. Exercise. You ever had someone do that, that thing where you, you're trying to decide between like uh, two meals on a menu or whatever, yeah. and they bring out a coin and go like, all right, head, heads it's this, tails it's that, and they toss the coin, and, before, and then they grab it and go like, did you want it to be heads or tails? <sighs> have you ever you never done that? Because no. that's... I've almost ruined like the trick of, but you can do that to people because you you know when the by, by the time yeah. the coin is up in the air, uh, at least the subconscious and probably an increasing amount of your conscious is starting to go. I hope it lands tails. Yes. So you already did basically that at that point. Don't, don't even look at the coin. Just order the one that you exactly. Wanted. That's that's basically you know by that point. Interesting. Once the decision's made, can I still do this to myself? Now I think I you are, you can you you sort of you can trick yourself like that. So I'm very indecisive for minor things. There's a, a thing my my ex used to do. He puts two hands down and he said, okay, this is chicken Parmesan and this is veal Parmesan. He can't decide on the protein. So he, so whichever hand he picks up first for whatever reason, 
You know what I mean? Like he would put his hands on the table and then like, you know, just kind of like t- keep talking and then something would come up and then he'd itch his face and be like, oh, it's veal parmesan, you oh. know, because his body made the ah, decision for him. How could you stop thinking about it? Once my hands were on the table and I knew that there was those stakes at play, but possibly there are, actual stakes. There are, uh, like I, rem- I remember like in a magic book. Uh, and I mean, like magic as in card tricks and delusions, rather uh, than magic with a K you. on the end. And <laughs> but I, I remember there being a trick that you make you you have a pendulum, and like if you don't have one, you just fashion one out of a piece of string and uh, tie it around a ring or crystal. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you give it to the person, and you're getting them to you, they know what their card is, and you're asking them yes no questions, and it's like forward and backwards for yes, and I can't, it's either side to side or round in circles. I think for no. And you ask them the question, and they, you get them to just think it hard. And they're just holding the pendulum. And je- for most people, if you get them to focus on it enough and you keep telling them forward and backwards or left and right, mm-hmm. they will start to do subconscious tiny movements. And with a pendulum, tiny movements translate into a set eventually actually noticeable yeah. either yeah. forward and backwards or circles. Most witch shit is just... Getting out of your way, mm-hmm. you know, and manifesting, you know, a, a, a ritual is just something you do over and over again. That's a spell. A, you know, um, a, a, a spell is just a mantra, you right. know, from psychology. It's just saying what you want. It's Oprah. It's manifesting the secret. History spells are in English? Yeah. I was hoping they were in some, like... Uh, nah. Aramaic. Aramaic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some J.K. Rowling. Uh, there are probably thousands of ways to witch. Yeah. And this is the L.A. version I, I that I'm I, doing. I saw your, your one-woman show when you did it yeah. in L.A. And uh, I think it was Dax who said out to me afterwards, like... Because you mentioned... Astro- uh, your astrology and various other things like that a lot in the show. Yeah, he's like, did that annoy you? Because you're all sciencey. And I was like, no, because it's, it's. I don't believe in any of the pseudoscience parts of it, yeah. but that's not didn't impede my enjoyment of the show because the show was about you describing your relationship with that stuff right. and how it, re- and then your relationship with the world through loving that stuff, and in a comedic fashion. So like, I I enjoyed it as just like, oh, this is what Bree's into, and she's being enthusiastic and telling us about that and being funny with it. Thanks, Matt. But I'm glad it didn't stick in your craw. Yeah, it wasn't like, <laughs> fuck you, Bree. <laughs> Storming out 10 minutes into the show. This show is a lie. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I don't really it's... get the, the the atheists who are like yucking people's yum as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I I've pers- never heard that. I love it. Yucking people's yum. You don't, you never heard <laughs> no. that? That's like an internet thing when somebody's like, oh, Marvel, that movie wasn't good. Don't yuck everybody's yum. Let everybody enjoy it. Um, I like it less now that you said that. Okay. I like it better when you just said it. But yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, like athe- people try to yes. poke holes in, in people's enjoyment and stuff. And I appreciate, you know, just, yeah, people are out there doing their thing. You yeah, haven't I, had adversarial conversations about this stuff? Often. With, oh, okay. Yeah, often. Uh, you know, astrology isn't real. It just doesn't bother me. <laughs> it just doesn't bother me. It isn't real. It's just, it's just framework. I can't prove it, it. And I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. But there are science things that I do like. Economics, mm-hmm. even though I have a I have a bit of a number disability, right? I have I have counting problems, but economics is very interesting to me, and people sciences is very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, economics isn't even doesn't even have to be that number driven. It's just kind of about decisions, trends. Right? Yeah, it's about human behavior, and uh, yeah, isn't there a way of summarizing it? That's not even about the sort of statistical stuff we always think of it as. There was uh, when I. I was in college, I studied like advertising and stuff like that. And uh, there was a, like a quote that was like, um, you know, advertising shows how people dream. And that's what I think of economics too. It's like, 
it's showing what people want and yeah. desire and their values, really. It's different from what they say they want. It's different than philosophies and because and, it's how people are acting. Right, right. Especially in this late capitalism vibes, you know? Late capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> when people use that term, are they implying that we're actually heading towards yeah. an apocalyptic event? Yeah. Like, what do you think that's going to be? I don't know. I'm adopting language of my DSA children friends, but... Um, what is DSA? Uh, uh, the Socialist, Democratic Socialists. Oh, oh, okay. Association of America. I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping it was like some witchy thing that was getting farther down some wormhole of terminology. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah. DSA, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that... Yeah, they say... Dark late, late Spells late. Association. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think is going to happen then at the end of... I don't exactly know um, at all. Yeah, it's. I mean, it seems like this is an untenable. Uh, system seems unsustainable. Yeah. yeah, it seems unsustainable. That's the. That's the. I think what the language is referring to. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Late capitalism. Late capitalism. Is that a good way to morph into any of our stories? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, but, no, no, no. But it is an interesting thing. I, I, I am becoming increasingly laissez-faire. Like, if whatever people want to be into, I do get when it comes to certain people. When it comes to the, the skeptic or atheist world, I can see, I can see reasoning behind the the sort of adamant or the the advocating for. Because I'm going to muddle my words here, but there is there are elements to which uh, allowing certain amounts of pseudoscience leads to more pseudoscience leads to you know to go like okay, if someone wants to believe in the crystals, make them happier, great. But then does that lead to a general lack of belief in the scientific process that then leads to people advocating against vaccines exactly. or something like that? So yeah. just like that, those short steps between certain pseudoscience and certain conspiracy theories to suddenly kids are dying of measles yeah. Or, yeah. or kids in schools are being in or gay kids in religious parts of the country are being driven out of their Ugh. town or whatever because of. So I, I can see I can see the value in there being sort of these outlets for healthy skepticism and outlets for people to find out about atheism or agnosticism or like resources to kind of uh, and and advocating for separations of church and state and keeping yeah yeah keeping religion out of laws and that kind of thing i can yeah. see the real value in that but also i can see that when it then tips over into just like this person just gets some pleasure out of this thing and you're just screaming in their face. Yeah, it doesn't do much good to try to say that like everything that is that isn't evidence-based has to be thrown out because then suddenly you're just going to anger 90% of the population who have some attachment to yeah. something that's my, my, my friend like. got married in a church two weeks ago and it was a very lovely service and they mentioned <laughs> God quite a few times and I didn't at any... And, yeah. and uh, when that happened, I just smiled and let them have that. <laughs> like it's like you know, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to. You're not going to go like. What's the alternative? Yeah. Being the biggest asshole in the world? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your god doesn't exist. <laughs> this wedding is a sham. <laughs> this like even watching. This is a house of lies. Did you watch the flat Earth documentary on Netflix yet? Or no? I fell asleep watching it. We've discussed it though, because because I, yeah. I know one of the people in it. Oh right, yeah, I've gone on this road many times. But Brie, have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. It's interesting. Like I came away from it. I with heard it more was kind of dangerous. I mean, I don't know. I, I came away from it more just being like, oh yeah, I get how these people can't dial back what they're into now because they're so far into it that that's their entire like social life. So to oh, walk away from yeah. it would also mean to walk away from all their friends. And it's I'm like, like Scientology yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I, I, I would probably stay in too, and I would keep doubling down on 
this thing that's definitely not true, but you have this whole community. What's the alternative? Having what a whole you, new yeah, set of friends you're going to start making? Like So like that's 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 a comparison to me. Like flat earth is something that is not provable, right? I mean, it's very it's very provable or very disprovable. Yeah. Very disprovable. Very. Yeah. But people believe it in any way. Yeah. And that's the thing. Again, like you sort of go, ah, oh, one part of me goes, let these dumb people believe the thing that makes them happy. But then it, that also leads to people go, all scientists are liars. Therefore, there is no that, climate change. Therefore, gl- you know, and you yeah. go like, okay, these are important things. And this is actually climate change is killing people and will kill a lot more people. And I think um, it's this distrust of experts right now. Like yeah. we right. don't, we, we don't like our politicians. We don't like our experts. And I, I think that drives people to distrust vaccinations, things like that. I, I, what I like about my practices is that it's totally me mm-hmm. driven. It has nothing to do with expertise or anything like that, but it's something that is useful to me. Yeah. You're not pushing anything on anyone else. No. And there's no cleric so, in my thing. There's no cleric of tarot cards. There's no bad yeah. person who's going to use this to get money out of people who are. There's no big pharma a, of sage. Right. It yeah. grows on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Very good point. So, that. yeah. Do you grow your own sage? Do you have uh, no, access to? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy. I'll keep buying it for thirteen dollars from that, House of Intuition. Is that a lot for Eastside. sage? Or a little for sage? I don't know what sage. It's, it grows on the ground. Oh, okay. We shouldn't be paying anything for it. Everything should be free. I use it as a for a spice or for burning or both. You can both. Yeah, oh, okay. turkey uh, and also cleaning spirits out of your sure. house. Yeah. <laughs> Does that is burning sage uh, is that like a bad thing for security deposits or no? I think it's chill. Okay, it no, it's good. Like stick in the curtains. No, forever. no, no. It's it, it. It literally. I think people call it an energy clearer, right? Yeah. And that's an ancient belief. I think it's got a strong smell that wipes out all other smells, <laughs> and like, that's what it that's means. Science. That's <laughs> that's science. Yeah, yeah. I can smell it. I like the smell of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's um, clear the air and get into. Some, I don't have a good. My segue brain is not firing. Hey, at all you know, service. you know what would it be a good thing to wipe out? What's that, Matt? Mosquitoes. Oh yeah. Uh, a genetically modified fungus. I haven't put this in the document yet. I'll put it at the top there for you, sure. so you can read it as well, Andy. It's there. We go. Um, mosquitoes. I like the way you say that, mos- Matt. Mosquitoes. How would you say it? Mosquito. Huh. Almost like M apostrophe mosquito. Yeah. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. That's what my uh, Idaho family says. Skeeters. Skeeters. (laughs) Oh, is that? Oh. I guess I'd never put... You've never heard that as a... No, I've heard skeeters before and had never connected it to mosquitoes. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) What did you think they were referring to? I don't think I'd ever heard it to refer to a bug. I'd only heard it to like... That kid down the road's nickname Skeeter. Oh, no, <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that's is associated. That no, 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 no. Okay. We named him Skeeter because he is annoying and I, he sucks blood. It's possible that's where it comes from. Where know. else would it come from? I don't know. If you know listeners, write in to probablyscience at gmail.com or tweet us at probablyscience yeah. and mark your where envelope Skeeter. 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 Let's, let's do the Skeeter story about this fungus. And it mentions the word toxins. So this all ties it, together. It does. A fungus genetically enhanced to produce spider toxin can rapidly kill huge numbers of the mosquitoes that spread malaria, suggests a study. Trials which took place in Burkina Faso showed mosquito populations collapsed by 99% within 45 days. Matt, do you know the capital of Burkina Faso? Uh, is that Ouagadougou? Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> wow. That's just is that something insight. Matt can do? No, it's no just, that's it's... just one of the ones that everyone knows if you know capitals because it sounds uh, funny. Well, so we did that Wired video, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was that one of the ones? That was one of the things that had people... It was, wasn't it? Because yeah. now I remember 
I remember Hannah saying it in a really strong Scottish accent. Yeah. <laughs> we went viral a couple of years ago with this Wired video. We tested uh, A-L-E-X-A. I can't say her name. She's right there. Against uh, Google Home and Siri with oh, different accents. Yes. So we had... Andy was the American, I was English, and then we had a friend who was Scottish and Australian and Irish. And uh, one of the things was, yeah, what's... And there was, was there, there was someone from Germany, I think, and someone from, yeah. was there Japanese? I think so, yeah. But we had, one of the things I had to say, ask the assistants, is, uh, where is Wagadougou, I think? Yes. <laughs> anyway, so we're That's right, because I remember, yeah. like, Wagadougou. Wagadougou. <laughs> uh, so... Didn't mean to derail you. The, research say, the researchers say their aim is not to make the insects extinct, but to help stop the spread of malaria. Which yeah. The disease, which is spread when the female mosquitoes drink blood, kills more than 400,000 people a year. That's another useful bit of trivia, and also horrifying bit of trivia, is that mosquitoes are by far the deadliest animal on Earth. What? That's true? Yeah. Think, if you think about... Because, West Nile. Well, b- between like malaria, dengue, West Nile... Or, they kill mosquitoes. Zika. Kill so many more people than any animal that you think of as being deadly, like snakes or spiders or yeah. crocodiles or whatever. Hippos are right up there too. I've heard. I love hippos for that reason. That that these adorable hippos are actually horrendously violent. Horrendously violent. So when you see and them territorial. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's because you think of like toy hippos and hungry, hungry hippo and stuff, and then you see them face on, actually attacking, and they've got this sort of fangs that are the size of your forearm i think it's because you know we think of fat people as being very jolly and chummy and and friendly (laughs) and we projected that onto hippos and everything and every fat animal like giant pandas also very vicious right are they though pandas yeah i think giant pandas are dangerous yeah that's definitely one of those ones where every so often someone gets into a zoo enclosure to try and hug a panda that goes horribly wrong They should just make a version that's cool. Why can't they do that? Why can't there be two kinds of panda? Uh, Science. Get stop projecting it. sweetness know, onto pandas. Let them Fine. be themselves. Do we? Are we scared of them wiping out mosquitoes completely? I think we've we've talked about this with a few different experts. We a friend of ours uh, in Australia who we visited two months ago um, took us on a tour of of uh, the part of their lab where they're doing research on ways to eliminate. Um, it wasn't malaria, but what's the? Is it dengue fever? It's the main reason they're trying to... In Australia? I think it was dengue around that area, yes. Yeah, and we were asking whether there's any downside to eradicating mosquitoes altogether. And I mean, you know, who knows? There could be some other important role they play in ecosystems. But like, yeah. I think experts are all pretty much like, yeah, we'd be fine if mosquitoes were just gone. It's, wow. Am I so, wrong, Matt? Am I yeah, no, well, that's a, no, that was definitely what the guy we were talking to said. And he, his expertise wasn't, was in the mosquitoes themselves and not so much in this sort of epidemiology, but he was still, or ecology, but he was still like, yeah, fuck them. It'd be fine if they're gone. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I went to a hippie Portland school, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a 10th grade biology teacher who instilled in me biodiversity is like the most important thing on earth. I'm sure it is, but like, there's got to be one thing we can get rid of and be okay with, right? It's, what is the consequence? I mean, I guess, who knows until it happens. That's what I'm saying. You don't know of the mini mosquitoes yep. that well, they, they are sub, the keeping at bay. There yeah. is another article that's linked to from this that says, sci- scientists saying we should appreciate wasps. Scientists put together a map of the UK's wasp population showing the distribution of key species. Data recorded by volunteers gives an insight into where wasps are living in the nation's grasslands, woodlands, and towns. Researchers say the, re- the researchers say wasps are a much maligned insect which deserve more attention. 
rather than being bothersome and pointless, they are in fact beneficial, keeping other pests in check. Mm, I don't buy it. They're still sky sharks to me. Yeah, and also they're pests themselves. So, like, what are the pests they're keeping yeah. in check, and how much worse or better are they? I think it's funny that they think they're very important, but they're blowing up wasp spot, telling <laughs> yeah. everybody where all the wasps are. Oh yeah, good point. What's the, what's the point of that? Go appreciate them. Yeah, who's you don't gonna- want people to do that. Wasp tourism increases. Dr. Sirian Sumner of University College London says wasps are nature's pest controllers and a world without wasps would mean we'd have to use a lot more pesticides to control the other insects that we dislike and find annoying. I'm with that, actually. Now I'm pro-wasp. They are the maligned insect of the insect world. They are are viewed as the gangsters, she said. (laughs) Whereas, in fact, we should be viewing them as a beneficial insect, but they're doing us a favor and we're just completely overlooking that favor. You know, like how, how like the mafia kept like minor crime down, or the the IRA oh, right. as well. Like yeah. you know, there's less pickpocketing going on because because yeah. of these gangsters. <laughs> sort of like the trains always run on time. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Doctor Sumner and Professor Adam Hart of the University of Gloucester came up with the idea of the big, big wasp survey to draw attention to wasps and their role in the natural world. A total of two thousand people took part in the two week citizen science project in late summer two thousand seventeen sending in more than 6,000 wasp samples for identification. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say here what those samples were. Is that just a wasp? Are you just yeah. putting a wasp in an envelope? And send, yeah, like, just sending wasp parts. Poor right? receptionist. to just open like some student. <laughs> Live wasps. wasps. <laughs> ah, it's more fucking wasps. Fucking don't mail wasps. The findings we used to draw up a map showing the distribution of common wasps and hornets and how they vary across the UK. The German wasp, Vespula germanica, and the common yellow jacket wasp, Vespula vulgaris, were the most common species, both representing 44%. The European hornet, Vespa crabro, made up 6%, while two rarer species were also found. Is a hornet a wasp, apparently? I Uh, guess it is. I thought, well, although it has a different genus. Does it also have Vesp in its name? Yeah, but it's Vespa rather than Vespula. Oh. So it's Vespa Crabro is the European hornet rather than Vespula Germanica, which is the... We got hornets around here? German wasp. We got Vespas. Yeah, we got Vespas. We got a lot of Vespas. Got Vespa dealerships. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think when the last time I saw a hornet or wasp around here. We was. definitely have wasps around here because the show I mentioned, High Priestess, had a. we have a mannequin outside, uh-huh. and the mannequin is a man. It doesn't have a head. And it became a wasp den. That's the witchiest thing I've ever heard. Hella wi- witchy, especially because, you know, there's a fair amount of, you know, spells against men. <laughs> I was going to say, is that, was that mannequin there for, is it like a, what's the word, like a voodoo doll? No, no, it's just like or? a totem. Okay. So it got fulled with wasps. So they um, sealed it off with a cement. So just, Wait, they just poured cement down the no, head hole of this mannequin? Turned it upside down and into a... Um, a basin with cement in it. So now there's a naked, upside-down man in front of, Full of High wasps. Priestess show, in a, sitting in a, with his, with, where his head yeah. would be is in a uh, thing of concrete. Yeah, come see the show. I should come. <laughs> I want to know more about these spells you've cast against men. Have any of them worked? No, no, no. I no. One time there was men at our party after the show that were talking about golf, and we didn't like that, so we saged them um, until they left. <laughs> you saged <laughs> them. That's real. That, yeah. that, they left and stopped talking about yeah. golf. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What do they want to call well, they might have kept not? talking about golf, but okay. they weren't doing it at our house. <laughs> so <laughs> burning said, sage. You can... sage them. You just wave burning sage. In yeah, their faces yeah. Until... It was annoying for them. <laughs> So you don't have any cases where you've, you've cast a spell of some kind and then seen results afterwards that were like, 
I think I actually got something done with this spell. It's hard to say, you know, like in the same way a mantra is like, did I say it over and over again and that reminded me to, to do, something do something about it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like Magic. you haven't tried to do any like political spells or anything? No. Get, get Trump We impeached? should. Or, we're, we're working on it. If you've got the time. Good point. I mean, just, Good point. I, I don't even know if impeachment is the right course right now, but if you could just snap your fingers, why no, not? No, we can't snack, snap. It's a okay. thing. It's a mantra. Yes. Yeah, mantra ritual. I'm just putting it out there if you guys want to do a spell. Um, Matt, I feel like I stopped you from the fungus, the initial... Oh, that's right. Let's go back to that story. And Bikini Faso. So... I think we stopped just when we talked about how many people kill by mosquitoes and not... Yeah, uh, there yeah. are around 219 million cases of malaria each year. Jesus. What? That is a huge number. Very big. Very, very big. Conducting the study, researchers at the University of Maryland and the IRSS Research Institute in Burkina Faso first identified a fungus called Metarhesium pingshansi, which naturally affects the... Infects, rather, the Anopheles mosquito, which spreads the malaria. The next stage, says Professor Raymond St. Ledger, was to enhance the fungus. They're very malleable. You can genetically engineer them very easily. They turned to a toxin found in the venom of a species of funnel-web spider in Australia. The genetic instructions for making the toxin were added to the fungus's own genetic code, so it would start making the toxin once it was inside a mosquito. Isn't there a risk that they would have just made poisonous mosquitoes? Yeah, extra poison. <laughs> just seems like a but gamble. A spider uses its fangs to pierce the skin of insects and inject, tos- inject toxins. We replace the fangs of the spider with metarhesium, says Professor Ledger, St. Ledger. Lab tests showed the genetically modified fungus could kill quicker and that it took fewer fungal spores to do the job. The next test was step was to test the fungus in as close to real-world conditions as possible. A 6,500-square-foot fake village, complete with plants, huts, water sources, and food for the mosquitoes, was set up in Burkina Faso. It was surrounded by a double layer of mosquito netting to prevent anything from escaping. The fungal spores were mixed with sesame oil and wiped onto black cotton sheets. Sexy. Yeah. The mosquitoes had to land on the sheets to be exposed to the deadly virus. The researchers started the experiments with 1,500 mosquitoes. The results, published in the journal Science, showed numbers soared when the insects were left alone, but when the spider toxin fungus was used, there were just 13 mosquitoes left after 45 days. Fuck yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. The transgenic fungus quickly collapsed the mosquito population in just two generations, says Dr. Brian Lovett, also from the University of Maryland. Tests also showed the fungus was specific to these mosquitoes and did not affect other insects such as bees. We've got to save those bees for some reason. got to save those bees. No. That's Food, right? right? I don't know. Bees. I thought it was food. Pollinate plants. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important to the ecosystem. I thought there was something bigger than that that makes everybody get, lose their shit over bees. Honey. Well, I think the I big thing think, I think it was that. is that we're not going to stop using our cell phones and that's what's fucking up the bees. It is? Yeah. What? I thought it was uh, various pollutants. and. Oh, I heard this in an Erica Badu song I just realized, <laughs> so I am not 100% sure <laughs> Doctor, on that. Dr. Erica Badu. Um, the, the good doctor, the good reverend. Um <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought that was the bee thing. It was cell phones, cell phone um, signals. Like the, the signal? I don't... I, it made bees get lost, and that's why they're dying out. I think I the trouble with Erica Badu is her songs aren't peer-reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she hasn't submitted her songs to the proper refereeing before yeah. they get published. Yeah, she's a real, she's a real wild science person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's Mad scientist Erica Badu. So. So bees... 
are not affected by this fungus. So they Just, added mosquitoes are killed. By yeah, it, their technology is our technology. They carry on saying is not aiming to drive the extinction of mosquitoes. What we're aiming to do is break malaria transmission in an area. New tools are needed to tackle malaria as mosquitoes are becoming resistant to insecticides. The WHO has warned that cases are now increasing in the ten worst affected cu- countries in Africa. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I, I kind of like that as like a regional way to like as long as it's not like, you know, all countries coordinate to kill the, all the mosquitoes at once. You I know? would be fine with that again. Plus, it'd be really? fun to have a project, you know, like everyone comes together. <laughs> Man, common I get, enemy style. I get worked by mosquitoes. Oh, it's because really? I'm slow and sweet. I think I have something sweet going on in me. Yeah, they they can't get enough of me. Dude, I get it's it's real bad, but it's not that bad here in the, in the summer. No, yeah. it's great here. It's because there's not a bunch of sitting water. I guess, and it's dry. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think mosquitoes tend to thrive in more humid environments. Yeah, wet. Yeah, Michigan summers are just uh, brutal for that. Well, let's kill them. And Portland used to be great, but I feel like recently, I mean, everything's kind of in flux now, oh weather-wise. But like, do you think Portland summers have gotten a little worse than? Well, obviously, they've gotten hotter, but also more mosquito yeah. recently. Yeah. But the good news is Portland, at least in like 50 years, is going to be where everybody is going to oh, need no. to move. <laughs> I mean, that's good and bad. That's good because it's going to have like, the weather have we have here inland than Portland. Yeah. Why is that? I don't think it's safe because of natural disasters. What kind of natural disasters? Tsunami. Earthquake. A tsunami in Portland? How uh, well, they say uh, if there was a giant earthquake, which uh-huh. we're due for on the San Andreas fault line, which... Technically, the Pacific Northwest is a part of right. um, that a tsunami would take out the entire city of Portland uh, to the west side. It would propagate like in from the Pacific up the yeah. Columbia. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just a wall of water up the Columbia yeah. would come. I haven't heard that theory. So just at least like move to like because usually tsunamis also don't go very Gresham. high. Yeah, just all you have to do is go up like fifty feet. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's not going to go. Yeah. I, I want to look this up. I kind of want to see an artist's rendering of a, of a tsunami taking out Portland. It was there's a, there was a couple of scare ta- journalist type scare. Were these scare pretty stories. legit journalists? No, dude. I oh, don't know. Sorry. Like, I'm... <laughs> sorry, I'm not trying to. <laughs> there was a scary New York Times one though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know Portland is in general the Northwest is due for earthquakes. Yeah. It's past. Yeah. Like there are parts of fault lines that haven't had them in longer than other parts when i think about and so is where where we are right now yes yeah 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 we are i keep meaning to hardly listen to this podcast we talked about this a few episodes ago the podcast about preparing for earthquake it's just called the big one oh god it's an npr podcast about earthquake preparation and it's uh yeah it's coming and we should all be prepped and we're not we should have earthquake kits we should have water okay we should do. There's a lot of things we should be doing. Um, we yeah, should. I, I mean, should. I, you, I walk around. I wear a helmet. I sleep in a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I love your helmet. I thought yeah, it was. Just, I signed it. <laughs> yeah, we, I got everyone to sign it. <laughs> I thought it was just to make your head rounder. It's not. Well, that. it, that's just, just a useful byproduct. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's working. Your head looks real round. It's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice and round. <laughs> it's got on my. It's got on my resume now. Oh really? Round yeah. head. Yeah. Special skills. Special skills. Round. <laughs> Very round. Spherical dome. Round head. Yeah. Good around falling rubble. Do you guys worry about people intervening with like? Because Australia did a lot of that intervening stuff, right? With by like frogs and stuff, king, king toads and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that we're going to throw well, something off? Well, that is the reason. Yeah, the article did mention you. Ha- you've got to be very careful with those sort of things, just to unintended consequences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in the case of the cane toad in Australia, which bad is everywhere. What's that story? They just brought in something to eat something else. 
and well, now there's, there's, there's a couple everywhere. levels to it, and I, now I forget which thing was the original, which is the because then to a get little old the, woman swallowed a fly. It was one. It kind of was thing. one of those ones. Yeah. Um, Hawaii has one of those too, right? Snakes, a non-native species that's yeah. been introduced. Oh, non-native species—that's a better way to say it. See, this is where I'm, <laughs> I fall off of science because I don't have the no, language. No, no, no. It's uh, yeah, they're an example of a feral species. I wish there was a quicker summary of this because it was, it was explained to us by actual experts in Australia. Now I forgot it already. <laughs> like someone was picking one up one night and then telling us about the history of them. I totally forgot. I know we did a story about how. They tried to make poison cane toad sausages and drop them from the sky to oh. stop a different species from... What was the reason for that now? I think that was just for fun. <laughs> okay. That was just a fun thing that Australians do. <laughs> get some other animal to think of cane toads as being poisonous and not... I'm sure our listeners are like, oh. well, how do you fucking forget your own stories? I just got a, a text from my girlfriend that's let me know that we now have hot water again in yeah. the apartment right. after nice. almost a week without it. Oh a my week? God. Yeah. Luckily, we've got a nice neighbor who has a shower that we could use. But <gasps> that's so nice. It's a long time to be going to a neighbor's shower, though. Yeah, we, well, that well, it was a mixture of using the neighbor's shower and then just like boiling kettles and doing like <gasps> no. Oh yeah, because we still we still had gas in the we could still boil water. Yeah, but then but how would you make wa- a bath? Walk me through a, a boiled shower. We, you get a, a flannel or a, sorry, a washcloth wash for cloth. our Americans. Oh, a horse bath is what yeah, you were doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think now I you, thought you were filling your bathtub with kettle water. Yeah, me too. Oh no, 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 no! Or try to pour it on your head once it reached a temperature that wasn't. <laughs> or making a lukewarm, yeah, like a camping shower. Right. Oh yeah, I guess that's doable. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. That wouldn't be the craziest thing. But now we don't have to. All right, congratulations! Now we have a working boiler. After a, <laughs> I'm pretty sure yesterday the plumber purposely he was meant to come around at two and he purposely came around like two hours later. So that by the time he'd finished like tapping it and looking at it and confirming that it was broken, which we knew, it would be too late to get the parts. Uh, oh, that's great. That's a yeah, that's some solid, solid plumber work. Handyman stuff. Yeah. He gets paid hourly. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I was, uh, yeah, so he, he just, it, even when it, it was sort of, he, he went, uh, it was like about 4.35 and he went, uh, so I need the parts and the, uh, the place closes at five o'clock and it's, uh, so santa monica and highland and i was thinking well that's about 15 to 20 minutes from yeah. here go so, go get it so so he's like yeah you know so uh <laughs> yeah. and he just trying to kill time while he thinks yeah. he that. really was and then he made a phone call <laughs> he get just out spent, of here and, oh and then he like tapped the boy then he spent another five minutes like tapping the thing that he no. already oh, i love this guy i love <laughs> this guy just like he was really like if it was a sporting event, he would have been like he would have Toy got a penalty game. for part time wasting. He <laughs> yeah, was like yeah. he was just like kicking the ball from side to side, holding it for long. I was just what relieved. I was genuinely relieved that it was actually broken. Because you thought you were just going right. crazy. No, I, I just thought that I hadn't pushed the right button to restart it. Oh, like okay. the pilot light had gone out, and I followed the instructions to try and relight it, and it wasn't relighting, or it was stay lit for a second, it would go out, and I, I. I don't know what, but a genuine, actual, slight pleasure from the fact that when the expert came along and couldn't relight it yeah. either. Because that would suck if you just pressed a button. Yeah. And then it worked. Even though and then, that look fact, at you like an idiot. Yeah, even though that meant an extra three days not being able to shower in our own home. But, that, but that's a very real human reaction. Yeah. Rather like if you bring be... your computer in or your car, car in and they're like... Oh yeah, no, no, it is broken. It's going to cost two grand to repair. A bit of you is like, yes, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I tried ever... to fix it myself, and I was right. 
it is broken and now i'm going to be poor but i'm right and i'm not embarrassed <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> when you're embarrassed in that situation i get real mad i'm like well it, it wasn't working <laughs> you know, like i'm like mad about it i don't know why yeah i'm pretty sure i also pressed that button yeah. The start Maybe boiler button. Just, yeah, had you pressed five times instead of four, you couldn't have known that. I probably I probably got it started and got got it all moving through that. I loosened it for you. Right, right. <laughs> oh boy, I am stuffed. You look you look more fed than usual. Right? <laughs> I didn't I didn't subsist on uh <laughs> microwave burritos today. No, it's just something... There's a glow about you, Andy. There Are is. Are you pregnant? No, that's the glow that came from a meal that I just made for myself from Green Chef. Well, Green Chef, the USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. That's the one I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, I you just, know it? I just finished <laughs> making the uh, steaks with enchilada sauce, which were sitting over some sautéed red bell pepper, zucchini, and black beans, and a fried egg on top. It was delicious it had this mole spice rub and uh cumin and yeah uh this is people who are listening to uh who have listened for a long time might think this sounds a bit like a sponsor we had in the past that's because this is actually affiliated with hellofresh who worked with in the past um green chef is now owned by hellofresh to offer a wide array of meal plans to choose from and there is something for everyone just cutting out of the aspect i i really liked the food that i made like i really oh me too i've made two of the three so far and they've both been delicious i made the chicken with basil pisto also what have you made yeah your uh your your house currently smells of uh what was the th- thing you made was it steak steak with enchilada sauce and uh some sautéed veggies. Yeah. I made all three of my meals already. I, I made roasted veggies with tahini, a barbecue chickpea bowl, and veggie stuffed crepes. That sounds delicious. That, that sounds That wholesome. sounds vegetarian as well, because that's what I am. There's all sorts of different types of meals you can pick depending on your diet. Yeah, I got gluten-free, um, and I didn't even realize it was gluten-free, which I guess is a testament to how good it tastes. It didn't taste like it was lacking anything. Um, I don't know how you ended up with that. We, I think... I don't care because it was delicious. I think so. our intermediary, the person who hooked us up with a sponsor, must have looked at Annie and went, there's a gluten-free kind of guy. guy. Yeah, he doesn't like his uh, bagels and pizza, which is not true. Um, Here's what I liked as well about the meal. The, they were really well designed in terms of the recipes. You know, like you follow a recipe sometimes and it says, hey, this will take 35 minutes, but it actually takes about an hour and a half because you're not planning it out well. This thing's right. really well planned out. I, I appreciated it with a sort of mathematical engineering head on me. Oh, in totally. The, you know, it's good critical path analysis. Stuff was you were in the oven. In parallel, not in serial. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff was in the oven while I was prepping the next thing, and then that went in, and then the sort of a lot of things were happening simultaneously. There wasn't any dead time, and each of the meals came in at dead on the time that they said they were going yeah, to. Yeah, I actually beat on the steaks. I beat it by five minutes. I think it was thirty minutes total. It, yeah, it's, it's it's well designed, and these um, recipe papers have simple to follow instructions and uh beautiful photographs for each step of the way anyway so that's uh, that's how we eat uh you can't get this kind of food we can get it because we're <laughs> we're in the entertainment industry so we're just kind of bragging to you about the food that we eat Wait and good luck with however you obtain food in your less broadcast lives no actually i've got a way that these listeners can wait, also wait, enjoy wh- the same wh- quality what? food that we got yep for a total of uh, $75 off, you can go to greenchef.us slash PSP75. You'll get $25 off each of your first three boxes. And remember, it's greenchef.us slash PSP75. PSP75 is our code, meaning like probably science podcast. And we were the 75th show to have that. <laughs> to have that acronym? Yeah. <laughs> 
Probably. And uh, meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, vegan and vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. Um, their expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions. Um, ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped. Yeah, it was very easy. There was very little chopping. Had to cut up an onion. Had to do a little minor amount of vegetable prep. That was about it. Yeah, it all just kind of went zucchini. straight in the pan or the tray or whatever it was. And I had three really good meals. You can too for $75 less than you would if you didn't know us. Yeah. So once again, that is greenchef.us slash PSP75. Check it out and uh, bon appetit. And send us your pics. That's French for uh, go eat. Yes. I just learned that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back to the show. We can live without mosquitoes and be fine, I believe. Okay. Yeah, if any of you have, if any of you know any good reason why this mosquito should be saved, (laughs) speak now. But otherwise, fuck them. Wipe them out. Yep. And hopefully don't wipe anything else out with your genetically modified poisoned fungus. That's the downside, yeah. That is the risk. Do you guys want to talk about uh, forbidden planets or gut bacteria? Gut bacteria. Gut bacteria. (laughs) We've talked a lot about the link between the gut and the brain on this show, which sounds magical, but I think is real science. Yeah. But still, (laughs) you're so wide-eyed excited about this. I'm excited about this one. I'm very interested. So this was a story sent in by... You know, I'm not sure right now, but uh, it's a story about the um, connection between anxiety and gut bacteria and how it may be alleviated by regulating gut bacteria. Um, I can't find this story, so I'm just going to let you take lead, Andy. It's also, you know, real quick, I want to look at what this website is. I'm just going to their home. It's, I haven't heard of technologynetworks.com. <laughs> it sounds a little suspect, doesn't is- it? I would. I say the best thing to do is to look at some of the other stories on the sidebar and see. Okay, what your uh, what doctor the the secret doctors don't want you to know. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't have a. Um, hmm, this looks legitimate enough to just fumble our way through and hope that it's not. <laughs> Does it reference a scientific paper anywhere in the story? Um, and because uh, then you could look up the journal that it's in. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-mm-mm. And is that journal one of those self-published ones where you can get anything in there? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, the Br- British Medical Journal. Yes. Okay, this, okay this if is it's legit. in the BMJ, that's All a right. proper one. All right, yeah. the BMJ. Boom. Tight, 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 tight. That's a real one. Super tight. Let's do it. Okay. People who experience anxiety symptoms might be helped by taking steps to regulate the microorganisms in their gut using probiotic and non-probiotic food and supplements, suggests a review of studies published today. Oh, in the journal... General psychiatry. That seems legit, unless you're a Scientologist. Uh, anxiety symptoms are common in people with mental diseases. Well, duh. Wait, that's... Oh, yeah. Um, and a variety He's of explaining physical, what anxiety is. Yeah, yeah. And a variety of physical disorders, especially in disorders that are related to stress. Previous studies have shown that as many as a third of people will be affected by anxiety symptoms during their lifetime. That seems low to me. Uh, increasingly, research has indicated that gut microbiota... Microbiota? Biota? Biota. Biota. There's just a Portuguese word in the middle. (laughs) Uh, The trillions of microorganisms in the gut, which perform important functions in the immune system and metabolism by providing essential inflammatory mediators, nutrients, and vitamins, as a long parenthetical, can help regulate brain function through something called the gut-brain axis. Uh, Recent research also suggests that mental, mental disorders could be treated by regulating the intestinal microbiota, but there's no specific evidence to support this. Therefore, a team of researchers from the Shanghai Mental Health Center at Shanghai Jiao Tong University School of Medicine set out to investigate if there was evidence to support improvement of anxiety symptoms by regulating intestinal microbiota. 
They reviewed 21 studies that looked at 1,503 people collectively. Over the 21 studies, 14 had chosen probiotics as interventions to regulate intestinal microbiota, IRIFs, and uh, seven chose non-probiotic ways, such as adjusting daily diets. Probiotics are living organisms found naturally in some foods that are also known as good or friendly bacteria because they fight against harmful bacteria and prevent them from settling in the gut. The researchers found that probiotic supplements in seven studies within their analysis contained only one kind of probiotic. Two studies used a product that contained two kinds, and um, the supplements used in the other five studies included at least three kinds. Overall, 11 of the 21 studies showed a positive effect on anxiety symptoms by regulating intestinal microbiota, meaning more than half uh, of the studies showed this approach to be effective Although some studies that had used this approach did not find it worked. Yogurt fights anxiety. I guess. And I thought we'd, we talked about how eating probiotics, like the amount is so small that right. it couldn't actually change anything in your gut. Well, are they, is this but, in this study, maybe they are using higher doses and sort of medical grade rather maybe. than just yeah. some kimchi. Exactly. Kimchi sure. or little yogurt pots. I don't yogurt know. pots? Yeah. Yeah. Pots? pots. What do you mean? Little pots of yogurt. Pots. You mean like the things you buy in the store? Yeah, a tub. Pots? I think is probably what we would say, right? Now I don't even know what you my call word it, for it is. What it's a you pot? call it a tub? Yeah, I'd call Wait, it. A like I'd a call like the big one. Yeah, like the little ones. You call the, it a pot. Yeah, a pot. P o t. I'm sorry, pot. Yeah, pot. I thought you said pod for a second, oh, which no. would be crazy. I would probably say uh, for a small yogurt, I would say cup. a thing of yogurt. Give me one thing of yogurt. I think I'd or, say cup, even though it's different from a and a large yogurt. I would say a tub. What's a large one called? A murder? <laughs> I think probably a container. Container. I mean, these are all containers. Container. So, I'm a I'm a kombucha Bucket. gal. You're a what? A kombucha gal. Okay. You kombucha guy? I I don't dislike it, but I never. You kombucha buy guy? It. I'll take a sip of someone else's. I only ever have it when it's given to me for free at a festival. Yep. <laughs> and they're giving it away. No one likes it. Does it does taste yeah. good. No, I just. Does no one does no one drink it for the taste? Everyone drinks it for the yeah. No one drinks it for the taste. I like the it taste t- of it. It tastes like bottle return, dog. <laughs> like bottle return? Yeah, doesn't it smell? Because it's ferment. It's literally fermented. What's bottle yeah. return? I don't know what it is either. Uh, you know when? Oh, this might be Oregon centric too. <laughs> okay. When you return your bottles, recycled bottles, to these machines in Oregon, mm-hmm. you just feed them into these machines, and of course they stink like all the bottles that have come before it. Oh, okay. right. Beer. Juice, soda. So it smells like sort of the day after a party. Yes. Right. I uh, thought you were saying something tasted like that, implying that you had tasted bottle return. But you well, ta- it, it smells, tastes like the smell of it. Right. It tastes like the smell of it. I was hoping you could tell a story about like those shots they'll do at bars where they just like empty out the little catcher. That's a nightmare. <laughs> that's a th- <laughs> yeah. Or ring, ringing out the bar towel. Like, yeah, it's a oh, thing. Oh, God. People talk about it. I've never seen it done. You know, service industry people are crazy yeah yeah well one of those two things should be okay which would be the one that's collecting underneath the shot glasses that should just be a mix of weird liquors but the bar towel yeah, i mean yes yeah, so, yeah. um yeah. no i so i'm i drink i drink kombucha for the for the healing okay. of it um it's it's real weird and then i tried to make it the other day <laughs> oh man kombucha? well you buy a scoby off amazon what's a scoby again the scoby is the mother Okay, so like we're all learning a, so much. We're oh learning God. a lot of words. So the so mother is like in sourdough or anything fermented. Oh, is this the name of starter? A starter, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, scoby. A scoby is what they call it for uh, for kombucha. Kombuch. You bu- you can buy it on the internet. or You can get some from a friend and then you know feed it with sugar. You know, mm-hmm. 
and then um and then it turns this this jug into into garbage wine and and then you're supposed to what does it always does it become cloudy or is it cloudy the whole time so you're referring to like the egg flour soup part of it i mean doesn't kombucha kind of isn't it opaque and have kind of floaty bits it has floaty bits it's not opaque it's 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 you can see through it yeah it's 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 tea it's fermented tea oh so usually the kombucha that you see in the store is they add juice to it and so it's it's opaque because they add stuff to it but it's just tea um but yeah there are floaties in it it's looks gross can you fuck it up for making it home and make yeah, it too, I, I make fucked it poisonous it up. well you... there's these ph strips you use yeah. and this is part of my science block that's i've just don't science? that's yeah. definitely science and i i don't know how to do it so i i messed it up and i didn't understand the ph part and then you ferment it you put it in these bottles and then you're supposed to double ferment it mm-hmm. so, so it ferments in the bottle as well right yeah so and that's where it gets bubbly and i couldn't get it to get bubbly and so it was just kind of weird flat um, and does garbage it, juice it has some alcohol right <laughs> yeah technically i don't drink you know alcohol oh. so when i pound a kombucha i get a, I, ca- I catch a little buzz interesting yeah, yeah i wonder if you're doing it at home if you could if you're like even able to regulate the if you might unintentionally get something that's like straight up moonshine yeah or a beer or something yeah I would drink more kombucha if it were higher in alcohol because it's like one percent or something. Or they less make than, uh, it's not even it's less than one yeah, percent. They make a, a slightly higher alcohol kombucha. I'll get into that. Yeah, and I've seen bars doing kombucha cocktails. Mm-hmm. Although, good. don't you think that would kill the the probiotics? Maybe. Yeah, That's something that has occurred to me question. before. I think depends on the concentration, but yeah, you probably if you added like lemon or something like or you know something with acid in it, it to me that would just murder all the little probiotics it depends on how i I think it depends on it's probably scale the more alcohol the more it's gonna get killed yeah but anyhow so getting back to this story this is very interesting yeah (laughs) yeah so of the 14 studies that had used probiotics as the intervention more than a third found them to be effective in reducing anxiety symptoms while six of the remaining seven uh that had used non-probiotics as interventions found those to be effective wait what is that saying (laughs) An 86% rate of effectiveness. Wait, is this... I don't know what the point of this is anymore. I thought we were saying probiotics is... They're um, saying that also other things can eliminate anxiety. I guess. Uh, some studies had used both the IRIF, which is Interventions to Regulate Intestinal Microbiota. Why would there be an F, not an M? Uh, approach and treatment as usual. And the five studies that used treatment as usual and IRIF as interventions, only studies that had conducted non-probiotic ways got positive results that showed a reduction in anxiety symptoms. I'm so confused right now. I don't know what the point of this is anymore. <laughs> I think this is a bad story. <laughs> we're better. Some of the problems podcast. with science uh, is that, you know, you can't make, you know, wide brush strokes. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. that's a problem. Let's see if this gets any more clearer. Non-probiotic interventions were also more effective in the studies that used IRIF alone. I'm so lost. In, in those studies, <laughs> only using IRIF, 80% were effective when using non-probiotic interventions, while only 45% were found to be effective when using probiotic ways. Matt, are you following this at all? No, and I don't have the article in front of me either, so I'm more confused. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I, I guess the point is that anxiety is related to your gut bacteria. Take that info and run with it, listeners. <laughs> Do with it what you will. Ugh. So, yes, this is an observational study and as such cannot establish cause. Indeed, the authors acknowledge some limitations, <laughs> such as differences in study designs, subjects, interventions, and measurements, making the data unsuitable for further analysis. 
This is my favorite story we've ever done on the podcast. Thanks a lot, advanced technologies. Yeah. Oh, man. Try to be BuzzFeed next time. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't find out who sent this article. <laughs> Uh, is there any takeaway? Let's go to the last line. They also suggest that in addition to the use of psychiatric drugs for treatment, we can also consider regulating intestinal flora to alleviate anxiety. Yes, but regulating it how? Is it the probiotic or is it the- They're saying that it, the gut bacteria <clears throat> does make a difference, but probiotics may not. I thought they were saying, the but in one part of it, they said that they did in like 52% of. Uh, I don't know. Take care of your gut. Take and you'll care take of your care gut. Of, you'll take care of your brain in the process. I think. How to take care of your gut? We don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Kombucha. Maybe. Make DIY kombucha. It. I'm telling you, it really helps my guts. Yeah. Yeah. You feel a difference? Just keeps things trucking along. Oh, is it about that? Oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love like the kimchi and the sauerkraut and the feels like stuff we should be eating. Right. Yeah. I just didn't know those things were that part of the strategy was like those. Uh, speed things along yeah that's yeah, what yeah. that does kind of i think it's like speed things along keeps things together keeps the tour group moving you okay, know through yeah. the museum i love these euphemisms yeah. <laughs> i hate him i hate talking about this. no one left behind <laughs> i i can't stop thinking about i think you should leave that show that to robinson show Netflix, and <laughs> in the one episode the fact that he says mud pie like oh, 20 yeah. times it's so juvenile he it goes so into do- other sketches too I know, it's multiple it's like this guy had no oversight yeah. i love it yeah i love it. if you haven't plugged that enough listeners go check that out and also go see ma as we mentioned last week uh written by friend of the show scotty landis what what see what the movie ma with octavia spencer mao m-a ma Oh, Ma. Ma. Yes, Ma. Written by a friend of ours. Horror movie about... It means all different things depending on how you inflect it in Chinese. Yeah. Ma. Ma. Yeah, how are they even marketing that movie overseas? (laughs) It is Ma, isn't it? Is it Ma in Chinese that's used as the example of tonal languages? Oh, I thought you were just saying like it sounds kind of like Mao. No, it's specifically... Is that that the... I think there are a bunch of single syllable things like that. that, But Chinese is... Chinese... Chinese languages are tonal, so whether you go up or down or flat, yeah. it means completely different things. The word, but I think ma is one of the sounds that is used as an example where, depending on how it's inflected, it either means... Here, look. It means like fire gonna... or house or death. Right. <laughs> Tsunami or everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the four Mandarin Chinese tones. The word ma... I'm right. Yeah. Wow. What does it mean? Does, one of them, I think, means table, doesn't it? Oh, I thought you had something in front of you also. Nope. No, um, this is all going off of memory. Let's see. If you do ma going... Oh, wait. Yeah, it's like flat, ma? up, down and ma. up, or down. Ma. And um, if you go down and up, ma, I guess, that's horse. What's this, Mandarin? Ma, mother. Uh, yes. Uh. And then if you go... I was wrong about table. I can't find the other two, though. So, it could definitely mean at least horse and mother. Oh, that sounds like a good movie. Yeah. Uh, depending on the tone, it can mean mother, hemp, horse, or to sc- or the verb to scold. Oh, that's kind of related to horse and mother, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Horses are known for their hectoring. And mothers. Um... Is this a pronunciation guide? You I was, except there seems to be some music playing behind. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Here, see if you can do it. 
What? I don't have. I'm not looking okay. at the same thing that you are. <laughs> Sorry, Listen, I, it's I forget that you afternoon. can't see the same thing as me. No, yeah, I think we're both. I always forget that when that's biology. Yeah, not everyone. And also, I forget that I don't disappear when I put my hands over mm. my eyes. Matt and I did Taiwan last night at a uh, Little Richard cover band downtown. Ooh. A female fronted Little Richard cover band called Big Dick. And we Ubered down there, and then you have to justify the Uber. Yeah, so you got a drink. Two by, more beers than you needed at the end of the night. By the way. Excellent band. That was very fun. Good. Yeah. Go check out Big Dick if you like the music of Little Richard. And I forgot how many songs that dude has. Like, I forgot, like, the you know the Beatles covers. Right. I mean, the songs that he wrote that Beatles covered. Like, uh, Long Tall Sally. That's a fucking jam. Yeah. It's a bunch of good stuff. But just, you can stop drinking before last call. You're allowed to do that. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't. <laughs> yeah, Brian and TJ and I closed it out. Um, and now we're paying the price because we don't know which laptops either of us can see. <laughs> Basic, basic uh, adult human things we should know. Uh, Do you have another story, Matt? Yeah, John Fink sent in this one. uh, In fact, I'm going to cut straight to... Oh, no, I'm not, because the... (laughs) I was... was, He linked to a Fox News article about it, so I was like, I'm going to go straight to the paper that's linked to from there and read out from the the scientific paper, and then I looked at the abstract. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going... (laughs) We're going Fox, people. We're going with Fox. I mean, you know... Stop the clock is right twice a day. Yeah, right? that's, that's right. Yeah. It's going to be a little... Um, a 2.5 trillion holy grail found as the headline. Breakthrough discovery could lead to 100% recyclable plastics, say scientists. Mm-hmm. Plastic pollutions in the world oceans may have a $2.5 trillion impact for negatively affecting almost all marine ecosystems, including areas such as fisheries, recreation, and heritage. But a breakthrough from scientists at Berkeley Lab could be the solution the planet needs for this eye-opening problem recyclable plastics. The study, published in Nature Chemistry, details how the researchers were able to discover a new way to assemble the plastics and reuse them into new materials of any color, shape, or form. Most plastics were never made to be recycled, said lead author Peter Christensen, a postdoc researcher at Berkeley's Lab Molecular Foundry. But we have discovered a new way to assemble plastics that takes recycling into consideration from a molecular perspective. Known as... I'm guessing that... (laughs) So, the the there's parentheses, there's brackets around the second half of this. So, oh, that's because it's a polymer. So that's the bit that's polymerized. That's why it's oh. Uh, so known as polydiketonamine or PDK, which I will call them for the rest of the article. <laughs> the new type of but the, there's parentheses over every, around everything that isn't the word poly, which I think that's because it's chemistry. Yeah, because uh-huh. it's a polymer, and so that's the bit that's polymerized. So that's uh-huh. the long chain of the diketonamine molecule. So this new type of plastic material could help stem the tide of plastics piling up at recycling plants as the bonds PDK forms are able to be reser- reversed via a simple acid bath, the researchers believe. That does mean you can't use anything made acid from this in, in an acid bath at home. <laughs> like a, if you're having an acid problem, bath right? yeah. you can't like make a loofah out of them or anything yeah, like that or well, any make a bucket acid. for your acid yeah or like make a plastic bottle for apple cider vinegar right? so, it depends how acidic it is oh I think. how acidic yeah And how so PDKs click together from a wide variety of triketones and aromatic or aliphatic amines yielding only water as a byproduct the study's abstract reads 
this this article, this Fox article is just cut and paste from the abstract. <laughs> Continues. They're busy over there. They really have. Recovered monomers can be remanufactured into the same polymer formulation without loss of performance, as well as other polymer formulations with differentiated properties. The ease with which PDKs can be manufactured, used, recycled, and reused without losing value points to new directions in designing sustainable polymers with minimal environmental impact. How soon can I go back to having a straw that doesn't dissolve after 30 seconds yeah. of use? That's, that's all I want. True. Do you get that stainless steel straw game? That's a weird thing, too. It feels weird on your teeth, on your mouth, doesn't it? I haven't used one. I don't think you'll like it. That's what people are doing. I know, but the, it's, such a, it's a drop in the... Yes, we should all reduce our plastic usage, yeah. but the straw thing is like not... It's insane. It's not as big as everyone... I've been getting these uh, these like coffee top... Uh, usually when you order a juice or something, they'll give you like a coffee top in order yeah. to avoid a straw. It's oh, like this okay. whole thing is plastic. Yeah. Why does it, it matter what sense. shape it's made into? It's plastic. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. No, that's fine. I, I By all means. <laughs> Uh, so this is the bit where the Fox News article explains plastic, <laughs> but in a, in a not very easy way. A byproduct of petroleum, plastic is inherently made up of molecules known as polymers that are composed of carbon-containing compounds known as monomers. Once chemicals are added to the plastic for use and consumption, the monomers bind with the chemicals and make it difficult to be processed at recycling plants, the researchers said. Where the plastics are chopped up in an effort to make new products, it's difficult to predict which properties it will inherit from the original plastics, added the researchers. Prior to the discovery, the unpredictableness of the properties had made it nearly impossible to perform what had been coined the holy grail of recycling, a circular material that can be used over and over again for any number of products, including adhesives, phone cases, computer cables, etc. Circular plastics and plastics Upcycling are grand challenges, says Brett Helms, a staff scientist at Berkeley Labs Molecular Foundry. We've already seen the impact of plastic waste leaking into our aquatic ecosystems, and this trend is likely to be exacerbated by the increasing amounts of plastics being manufactured and the downstream pressure it places on our municipal recycling infrastructure. Though PDK only exists in the lab currently, meaning products won't be available to purchase for some time, the researchers are nonetheless excited by what they've discovered and the potential positive impact it could have. With PDKs, the immutable bonds of conventional plastics are replaced with reversible bonds that allow the plastic to be recycled more effectively, added Helms. We're interested in the chemistry that redirects plastic life cycles from linear to circular. We see an opportunity to make a difference where there are no recycling options. What animal is going to evolve to eat all this plastic? Oh, yeah. That's what I want. You want that as a pet? No, I want it as as something to live in the ocean. I think they have looked into things like certain bacteria or fungi that can break down plastics. That is cute is what I was picturing. (laughs) Yeah. I was hoping for something a little more adorable. Bacteria is cute. I guess, yeah. Like a bear. If it saves the earth, it's great. By the way, I don't think I came back to tell you... I. I googled just the phrase panda zoo attack mm-hmm. and many many articles <laughs> really about pandas attacking both the zookeeper because someone screwed up at feeding time uh, or people who climbed into the cages it just seems like the slowest cutest attack imaginable yeah it isn't it's just it's sharp best. it isn't they're pretty vicious when they need to be dude they just roll over on think about you? how what your they... bones are just like bamboo yeah, yeah. that's a good point <laughs> okay so what's bones. If it's an adorable thing that involves to eat plastic, that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, it would need to be very small, like a tardigrade. 
What's a tardigrade? I think half these words you're giving us this episode are things you so made That's up a science thing. You know a tardigrade. I think, yeah, well, I think we've talked about this Tardigrade before. is the only animal that can survive in space. What? Because it can, ex- uh, extreme temperatures, extreme cold temperatures and pressure. And it's um, like a little tiny... Little, it means little water bear water in German. Water bears or but, moss piglets. Yep, and they are a phylum of water-dwelling, eight-legged, segmented micro-animals. But not a bug, necessarily, right? It's not in that kind of life. Yeah, what is their family? They are... Uh, they're, they're they are in the animal kingdom, yeah. With... <laughs> They are themselves a phylum. They're a whole phylum <gasps> Whoa, themselves. Oh, that's incredible. So they're in little... Um, so that's just one rank underneath kingdom. Wow. There's a there's a proposed clade... I don't even know what that word means. Of protostome animals. I don't know what that word either means. Uh, called Tactopoda. Like, there's a proposal to have this other classification of... Oh, wow. Animals that just kind of applies to these guys. Right. They are. They've been found everywhere from the mountaintops to the deep sea and mud volca- volcanoes, from tropical rainforests to the Antarctic. They're among the most resilient known animals, yeah. with individual species able to survive extreme conditions that would be rapidly fatal to nearly all other known life forms, such as exposure to extreme temperatures, pressures, both high and low, air deprivation, radiation, dehydration, yeah. and starvation. Is they have amazing? even survived after exposure to outer space. And Damn. radio and and um, like um, uh, nuclear reactions. They can withstand yep. one thousand times more radiation than other animals. Other animals. Um, let's see, their median lethal dose of five thousand gammas of gamma rays. What is a unit of gamma rays? Um, <laughs> where five to ten would be fatal to a human. Damn. And they're they can be they're about half a millimeter long, so they are viewable through. Not very powerful microscopes. Oh, yeah, half a millimeter is something you can see. Yeah, you can you could see them with a bear, with the naked eye as a speck, and then under a relatively oh you can yeah, and they're half they're up to half a millimeter long, and so which is a visible amount, and under a relatively low power microscope, you can see them make out features. Wow, you can see them make out. <laughs> yeah, you see each other. <laughs> we want to see can... water bears. Oh, uh, sounds good. Um, so yeah, that's what that. I was just I was just thinking of a magical creature that yes. can deal with what we're doing with the planet, can deal with what we're doing to the planet, rather. It's got to be tardigrades. Tardigrades. And so, you know, something will happen, I think, that will eat all these plastics in thousands and thousands and millions of years, maybe. Thousands. <laughs> I jumped straight to millions. What's the next step to that? Yeah. I told you counting is hard for me. That could be next Um, step to that. Yeah. If you want to go by commas, you know. So I always, have you guys talked about or know about um, or heard about this? When trees, before there was, before trees could biodegrade on this planet, that trees were just laying down and like taking up space. And that's why there's petrified wood. I haven't heard this. What had to happen? Hang on, say that again. To get broken down. They, They wouldn't, they wouldn't just. No. Until, they just lay until there. certain things happen. Until some, the conditions changed on the planet the to, to, or some, something to start breaking down. I have not heard matter. this theory. Yeah, I don't quite know how petrified wood works. I thought it was a process of... It's not, there's no wood left in petrified wood, right? It's like, been, it's like a fossil. Minerals replacing the wood 
parts. I okay, well, I'm, maybe I'm very dumb, and this no, is no, just no, an no. idea I, that I've I'm carrying. But here's the thing: I'll, I'll take I'll take a science story, and it'll be built into my belief system forever. So that that's just like that's how I educate oh, myself. I don't think that's good. <laughs> no, I mean I think I've been misquoting stories from a long time ago forever because I'm like I never take the time to just go look it up one more time. Like yeah. we're not even science. Just like the, the the thing about Huey Lewis's song getting ripped off for the Ghostbusters theme, <laughs> and then I was like, and that's why the next year he said I should do the back to or no I'm wait. Ghostbusters was Ray Parker Jr. ripping off I Want a New Drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a year before Back to the Future. So then the story I always tell, that's why Huey Lewis decided to do Power of Love for Back to the Future because he missed out on that Ghostbusters scratch. Wow. But in fact, he was already working on Back to the Future when Ray Parker it's ripped not. him. True, they did hire Ray Parker to like do a sound alike of him. And he did get some kind of settlement where he gets money from the Ghostbusters song. But it was also undisclosed. But he was paid in ghosts. Yeah. But then he also violated the terms of the agreement with Ray Parker Jr., which was like, there was like a gag clause. And then he talked about it behind the music. So then Ray Parker Jr. sued him again for talking about the song and he ripped off. That part is true. But the go Back to the Future part was unrelated. It's not, I didn't say it's a good story. Yeah. It's just the, something I should have Googled before I... Uh, we should have Googled put that. that into my, I worked that into my world But it field. is true that there's a, there's a man hanging in the background of three men and a baby. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And that there is a ghost in Wizard of Oz somewhere. Oh, yeah, like, like a munchkin who hung themselves or something? Oh, a munchkin who hung I don't know. Why are all these people hanging themselves on sets? Well, it's hard to be an extra. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't pay well. It's a hard life. There's no benefits. But then again, wasn't the story that all the little people actors in, in Wizard of Oz were like having a, an orgy? What? During the, did I make that up? I thought they were all staying in the same hotel and it was just that. like a little person fuck fest. No way. I <laughs> You've don't. never heard that. No, I've never heard that. I'm not going to Google that. I just want to believe that's true. I, I'm sure there was some getting it on. I think it was like the Olympic Village of... Uh, right. Yeah. Which is also a fuck fest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it is analogous to that. And they're probably all getting paid pretty well. No. You don't think? It was the 30s. Yeah, I don't think they were getting paid very well. I don't know why I assume that. <laughs> Listen, listeners can look that up if they want. I'm going to live in the world where they were fucking nonstop when they weren't on set. I, I, I think that bit probably is. I'm, I'm fairly sure there was some fucking going on. Yeah. Fucking nonstop in a, non-stop in a little, little person, person orgy. orgy? Yeah. I think that people love a salacious story and they like to fetishize different bodies. Okay, now I have to Google it to prove I'm not a monster. This, I'll, what a, hey, uh, hey, Google, what do munchkins you, uh, fuck a lot? Yeah, what are, what are you going to Google to prove this right? What's your search term, Andy? First incognito tab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Open gonna... incognito <laughs> window. Googling munchkin fuck fest. <laughs> munchkin no, no, that'll just fest. bring up the website munchkin fuck fest. Oh, you're right, actually. <laughs> How do you know that's a website? <laughs> it's all websites. So, yeah. Okay. Who's on my side with this? Who, who I, thinks... Uh, I'm anti. I do believe you that believe there was probably... There's... I reckon there was probably a, a reasonable amount of fucking going on. I think there was at least one marriage that came out of it. That's such a more romantic... I know. Wizard of Oz Secrets. This is uh, on the mirror, so I don't know if... That's, that's a pretty I bad... I like the mirror. Tabloid, um, right? Oh, the Daily yeah. Mirror. Okay. Yeah. Do I accept cookies from you? Uh, Wizard of Oz Secrets. Dwarf orgies, drunken brawls, knives, flattened boobs, and stars almost killed. Yeah, on the 75th anniversary of the classic family film, uh, it emerges that the shoot itself was a lot less wholesome. Wow. Let's just skim the article for the word orgy again. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it only coming up in the headline? What's the point of that? Okay, no, yeah, here we go. 
Um, after the <laughs> tales of drunken dwarf lovins and an unholy assembly of pimps, hookers, and gamblers emerged from the Culver Hotel where they stayed during filming. After the movie was produ- finished, producer Mervyn L- L- Leroy recalled that they had orgies in the hotel and we had to have police on about every floor. I he stand corrected. To make a picture like The Wizard of Oz, everybody had to be a little drunk with imagination. <laughs> This is what they said back in the 30s. Ah, he's yeah. drunk with imagination there. <laughs> Call the police. What an artist. <laughs> he's, this one's had a bit too much imagination. <laughs> Put him in the shower. Uh, star Judy Garland went on a date with one of the, with one of the most randy little people, <gasps> accompanied by her mom because she was only 17. But that only prompted the little Lothario to quip, fair enough, two broads for the price of one. Wow. With his curled mustache. By the time filming was over, Garland had seen enough of the I mean, How old was he? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm not saying this is... I don't condone any of this. It's just... It's, it's this history. is also the mirror, which is... True has, fact. Has a loose relationship with the truth. It's like USA Today, right? Yeah, kind of. It's at various No, I think it's times, worse than that, isn't it? No, actually, you know what? No, that's... Yeah, that's, it's more like the Post. Like the... Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. New York Post. Um, so by the time filming was over, Garland had seen enough of the Munchkins' unsavory, amorous antics to go right off the idea of anything like a relationship. She said, quote, they were drunks. They got smashed every night and the police used to scoop them up in butterfly nets. <laughs> That's rude. This is awful. <laughs> con- also, I bet there's a few of these that were the like... the police used to come with butterfly nets. I just like a... I miss Judy. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good Judy. Yeah. Oh, the little people, they were they were ever so drunk, you know. <laughs> Spot on, it's like she's That's here. pretty good. Can you do Eliza? It's about the same. It's kind of the yeah. same, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. That's it's like just a, a little bit more guttural. Yeah. Pillsier. Pillsier. Oh. It's <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> I, I have a friend who's Eliza Minnelli impersonator, and it's spot on and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the friend? I uh, she's she's Eliza. Uh, okay. Jillian is her first name. Uh, she works with a Liberace impersonator who's named David, who's oh. a friend of mine in Portland. But Liberace didn't sing; he just played piano, right? He speaks and and plays piano. And okay. so my friend David is a professional piano player. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. that's it. That's all. No, it's, uh, the story of Liberace is fascinating to me because at some point oh. he was the highest paid entertainer in the world, and he just played piano. Yeah, he just people paid just because he was going to wear crazy outfits and play piano. <laughs> Well, also, before records were a thing, there were, like, the sheet music charts. Right. Yeah, yeah. People were like, ah, you got the latest sheet music <laughs> that's dropping on Tuesday? Go straight to number one. I mean, also, Liberace took a lover, and he made his lover get plastic oh, surgery to look like him. Don't think I didn't watch the hell out of that movie. <laughs> that yeah. movie is so good. Beyond Amazing. the Candelabra. Well, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Girl. It's the ultimate. Like, of course, if you get enough money, you're going to make someone into you so you can What do you mean, yourself. of course, Andy? What do you mean, of course? Uh, doesn't that's everyone what... want to make their double? No, Don. No, no. What? Oh, okay. I, I don't want to make was... someone who looks like me to fuck. <laughs> I like other people. I like no, to I fuck want, others. want to suck at me. <laughs> you have a joke that is literally that. I do have that joke. You're right. Oh, that you want to fuck yourself? Well, I'm, I am a straight person. Okay, I would call myself a Kinsey too, probably. You guys know Kinsey. Is 10 gay and one is straight? It's a six. Yeah, it's a six point six. scale. Okay. I think one is straight and six is gay. And then, so I would say I'm like a Kinsey too because okay. I'm not with girls. But occasionally I'll see like a like a confident fat woman in a tracksuit and I'll be like, oh yeah. And then I'll just realize she kind of looks like me. <laughs> and I think it's just a byproduct of like self-love, you know. That's a healthy amount of self-love. I think a so, two? yeah. yeah. 
What is on the Liberace scale? Though, do you think? <laughs> I think he's a six. I think he's a gay. He's That's a, not a scale. It's a candelabra. Right? He's a full yeah. six yeah. with the extra wanting to be himself. Yeah. yeah. That's a seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys act like you wouldn't do it. Come down off your high horses. I, I think that means that you're a, you're a two, too, right? No, I wouldn't. I'm okay, totally joking. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awful. It's like the most terrific thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Person making someone else into them. I don't know. You're in shape, Andy. Yeah, yeah you okay, look great, okay, buddy. Fine. Would the, would the you can show yourself a good time. Would the, would the extra me also have a broken back? I've got to give my <laughs> have him be fixed. That's see, all I, I want. See, I think I can do better than me. Oh. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go... Because I think Liberace was trying to make a younger version of himself also. Because the guy was oh, younger yeah. than him, right? So he was like, I'm going to model you after me at my, at my peak. And that guy's still alive, right? The guy he... Liberace? No, no, no. The guy he... Oh, his, the guy. His, what, his, oh, the, the... The guy who was made to look Liberace like Liberace too. Liberace Probably. Too. It's like the Gallagher. He gets the rights to. <laughs> he can tour as Liberace. Uh, what are we talking about? Tardigrades? I don't no. know. Classics. I think, we, I think we'd finished Classics. our stories. We, we were pretty much ready to wrap up, and then yeah. we got deep into Sorry, some, uh, yeah. some munchkin chats. Sorry for that. At least I was vindicated in that it was based on a real thing and not just it was. some fantasy yeah. I had. It wasn't just you going like watching Wizard of Oz as a I kid and going, I bet they fuck. These guys look like they fuck. <laughs> I think there's a movie about the making of it, isn't there? I think there's definitely some books about it, because yeah. I've, I've heard yeah. um, tawdryness about it. Yeah. Brie, where can our listeners find you and your various shows? Uh, at Brie Pruitt across all platforms. Uh, Brie with an I, Pruitt with an E. And um, that's it. Nice. Yeah. And go check out High Priestess every uh, full moon or solstice. Yeah, and Faded every Friday. Nice. What are the venues for those two? Uh, High Priest is a house show. You'll have to find us and ask oh. the address and make sure you're cool. Switchy. And uh, Oh, you'll a- get saged out of the place. That's right. We no won't allow talk. you. No golf talk. We put salt everywhere. I dare you to get in. Um, <laughs> and then um, we also, uh, Faded is at uh, b- the Blue Rooster Art Store in Los Feliz, uh, okay. Los Angeles, which is, uh, it's very cool. It's a very cool venue. I encourage people to come. Excellent. Yeah. Go check that out. And uh, as always, uh, we are at Probably Science, probably science at gmail.com for questions, clarifications, comments, uh, criticisms of the boring story we did this week. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Andy T. Wood, and you're at Matt Kirshen. I am. And also, you can find me in New York at the Soho Playhouse at the end of June, June 20, 21, 22. You can also find me at Glastonbury. I'll be performing in the Cabaret Tent at the Glastonbury Festival on the Saturday night and Sunday night, I believe, in my times. They haven't, exact, haven't confirmed the exact times, but look for me in the program. Come up and say hi if you happen to be at that festival. And then also Denmark. I'm going to be going from Glastonbury to Copenhagen doing a run of shows with friend of the show, Simon Talbot. So I'll be doing uh, shows with Dan Sloss in New York and with Simon in Copenhagen. Come to those. Excellent. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Bree. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.